Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me, she's back. It's Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Of course, that means the show's namesake is nowhere to be found. BJ Shea is on assignment. I feel like when I'm on assignment, uh, everyone else comes out to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing some uh, musical chairs here. Mm. But running the boards, as always, is Joey D's. Hello. Hello. On today's show, we will get some video game news from Mr. Gareth Von Colin Bach. We will also talk the trailer from Thor Love and Thunder. Hey, reminder, everyone, there's a Magical Gathering pre-release this weekend. And the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. We'll be getting to that. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or just search BJ She's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Odyssey app. Yes, and uh, as a reminder, as I just stated, Magic the Gathering is coming out with its 92nd Magic expansion, The Streets of New Capenna, which is uh, apparently inspired by the 20s gangster movies, a city built by angels, but now five demon families are vying for control, and there are some hidden little... uh, Fun things that are happening along in the underworld, including it looks like a uh, looks like they're branching out with the uh, Phyrexians at this point. So you'll be able to uh, see with uh, see all that happening, uh, all the new different things going on. As uh, as per usual, they've got uh, a bunch of different themes and mechanics, including the five different families that they have that are all tricolor now. So it's a. Uh, it feels like this is a lot like Ravnica, yes. Except instead of uh, ten dual color, it's now five tricolors. Yes, they've done this before, but this is a nice little change up on what they're trying to do, the themes and all that good stuff. So we, uh, they have great card names and card arts. Don't get in the mysterious limousine, Rev. Don't oh, do it. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Bad things happen. That usually kind of makes sense. So yes, we've got crime bosses. We've got hideouts. They're bringing that with Hideaway back, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, and a bunch of different. Different uh, aspects of the, uh, 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 I guess I, I want to call them kind of like the promo cards, but like they they have gilded cards that look really cool. Like the Art Deco style of the art on this looks really amazing. There's a lot of gold, lots of gold, and so uh, yeah, hopefully uh, you can crack your packs and uh, make it happen because this week is the pre-release, but this is just paper, right? Yes, your LGS, your local gaming stores where you can go play. You have to wait to play on Magic Arena till next week, mm-hmm. uh, but yes, of course, sealed product. They do the whole six boosters plus a foil promo, a dice, a deck box, something you know cool for you to do. Uh, very low-level casual event, so you don't get rules lawyered, and you can have as much fun as you want. We yes. recommend, well, we have a bunch from Zulu's, Card Kingdom, yeah. Sporting House, Absolutely. Uh, in the Seattle area. If not, uh, Wizards has a website you can go on to that will show you all of your the local store gaming stores. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you just plug in your zip code. And then, and like Joe was saying, it's a really good way to get into it. If you haven't played Magic in a long time, it's a good chance to get back into it, get some new cards, see what's going on, a whole bunch of new mechanics. So if you don't know what's going on, usually your opponent will help you out, but it never hurts to call for a judge. We haven't, you know, talked about a lot of uh, in-person Magic the Gathering recently because, I mean, in the last couple of years, we haven't really had that. So you really wouldn't have to call a judge when you're playing Arena. Yes. Uh, now, if you need some rules clarification, that's what they're there for. Don't feel bad about asking for help, especially from a person who is designated to be a helper. Yes, judges are more of teachers at yeah. releases than they are actual rules lawyers or anything like that. So good luck out there with your wizard poker and have some fun spell slinging. 
Moving on from that, let's get with our good friend, Mr. Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. You can find all of his information at sknr.net. And we got some video game news. Gareth von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. That is sknr.net. And Gareth, it's been a big week for MMORPG players because World of Warcraft has just announced their new expansion. Yeah, it surprised a lot of people. It on Monday that a trailer was coming. And then the next day it arrived, and of course, you know, you had the cynics coming out going, oh, people are still playing this, and isn't this a bit late, and so on and so forth. Um, they seem to really have hit what people were looking for. The inclusion of dragons, being able to ride them, in addition to a new area to explore in the Dragon Isles, and of course, all the class updates and the content updates. So, uh, you know, I, it got me interested and what i'm curious about is you were always a hardcore war fan uh you know wow fan what do you make of this I'm kind of I'm kind of stoked because yeah, at this point in time we have gone into some sort of like I mean we've been dealing in the last couple of years with you know you know like the weird purgatory demons you know have been always at the forefront of all this but it's coming back to the land of dragons and just the fact that I mean ever since I mean we had Deathwing as one of the bosses finally when Cataclysm came out but that was such a long time ago this is bringing it back to the lore of dragons which really kind of created everything. And, and so at that point in time, I think it'll be fun to see that. Plus the fact that you get to ride dragons, or at least I don't know what the hell is going on with it, but I know dragons are really, really involved with it. So it has me pretty stoked. I think it's interesting, the timing, too, because some people were like, well, are they going to attempt to hold a BlizzCon in the fall? And why do this now? Why do this later? And I think it's just a simple case of especially with the transition to becoming part of the Microsoft family. They're trying to improve the brand. Let's be honest. They've had some uh, bad things said about them yeah. lately, and I there hasn't been as much focus on Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. And I think they're trying to come back and say, look, Warcraft is not our only title, but this is the big thing. We're still behind this. It's not going away. And look what else you can look forward to. Yeah, I'm pretty interested to see exactly what's going to come out with the details in the coming months. But that it's that trailer, man. Those cinematic trailers, they know what they're doing with those. Oh, they're fantastic. You know, it's a shame the movie couldn't have just been a bunch of cinematic trailers. But. <laughs> You're not wrong on that. Now, moving on from that, what's going on with the Star Wars games, or is it a new game? What have they announced at this point? Yeah, this one has really uh, took everyone by surprise. So um, we have Star Wars Celebration coming up in a few weeks, and it's already been known that we're going to get the first look at um, – you know, Fallen Order 2, and everyone's real excited about that. We know about the other game that was in the works, but we've been told this is several years off and that sort of thing. And then out of the blue the other day, we were told that there's a new game coming from Amy Henning. Now, this really got everyone thinking because a little bit of backstory, Amy Henning is a producer and a writer who was involved with the Uncharted franchise. About three to five years ago, it was said that she was making a game for EA and everybody started thinking, okay, it's going to be a Star Wars uh, Uncharted style game. Now, the studio was apparently shut down and the game was stopped. And there were allegations that what happened was the EA higher ups didn't like the fact that it did not have multiplay. It was a solo play adventure and they were essentially going, well, you know, microtransactions and cosmetics and add ons and DLC are going to be kind of limited for this. 
and therefore it's not going to be the you know cash cow we thought it might be. And so now speculation rocks again of, okay, a, knowing the type of game she made in the past, knowing what she was trying to make, is this an all-new game under those kind of guidelines? Is it the same game just now going to get to completion? And then there are some that are really rolling the dice, and I'm like, I don't see this, but wow, that would be amazing. The old Star Wars 1313 project, is it yeah. being dusted off and returned to us in a new format? At this point, who knows? I, I would lean toward it's probably a game that might have its roots in the project that she was working on, but of course has to be subtly changed depending on whatever the you know legalities are. But I think a Uncharted-style action-adventure Star Wars game is probably a good place. The big question now is going to be obviously what, where, and when, and are we going to get any kind of tease at Star Wars Celebration over it? Yeah, that timing of the announcement. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of interesting timing things when it comes down to it. Now, moving on from that, because I'm excited to hear what's going to happen, but obviously we're going to need more information. It seems that Call of Duty, I, this is almost seeming like a Fortnite sort of thing, where they're going to be bringing in Godzilla and Snoop Dogg. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and possibly others. So this is where we're this is where we're at right now. Um, Snoop Dogg has been added in as a paid cosmetic, and this basically means if you want you know your character to look like Snoop Dogg in multiplayer, you can do that. And there's various cosmetics as long as you're going to pay for it. I actually ran into him the other day uh, as oh. one of my team members. We were playing um, one of the. Uh, arms race, one of the uh, new modes that was introduced and didn't see him in the game running around. But at the end of the round, they do like a player of the game thing where they put up three candidates and they show their little animation and you have to vote, you know, as to which player you think was the player of the game. One of them was Snoop Dogg and he was dressed <laughs> out very much like a seventies pimp. And he smacked a guy down and then offered him a, uh, it was a cigar, ironically, which <laughs> sounds funny, but he offered him his cigar right as he smacked him down. And so I guess there are various limitations on that. Now, there is an update coming, and this has been rumored for a while, but the new updates have come out, and there's been like a little sound effect. And then recently we had one with a island showing an eruption, and very clearly Godzilla uh, appears to be under the water swimming to it. So there's been no secret. I'm hearing rumors that it may be Godzilla and Kong, but oh. for you know right now it's it's Godzilla, and you know the, the I've heard well it's going to be Warzone only, and others say well no there may be some content for Vanguard as well. Uh, haven't had the formal thing, but we've had a lot of teasers about it, so on and so forth. So this. Speculation right now is, is Godzilla going to be a kill streak that if you get so many, you call in Godzilla? <laughs> is it going to be like a mystery box that if you find it and open it up before anyone else, Godzilla's loose? Others say, you know, it's probably going to be, um, th this is going back a while, but there was the zombie mode that had these gigantic mech things walking around, and they were essentially cosmetics in the background, but if you got too close to one, it would step on you and take you out. Some people wonder about that, it, you know, yeah. and you have all these people going, oh, this is great. And other people saying this is stupid. And my attitude is look at the history of the Call of Duty multiplayer. This is not the first time they've done this. We've had everything from John McClane to Rambo to Ghostface. We yeah. go back far enough. 
We had the Predator at one point, and we even had one where they had a fantastic zombie mode where they had like Danny Trejo, um, George Romero all in. There were the, you know, the 90s themed one where actually That's the one where they jumped through the eras where they had David Hasselhoff in one. They <laughs> yep, had yep, Kevin yep, Smith yep. in another, Pee Wee Herman. So, you know, this is kind of the fun. This is, this is essentially them saying, and it's so interesting because, you know, you have all these Call of Duty fans. Oh, no idea. They're, they're all out of ideas. And then you go into the Godzilla forum and they're like, you know, I haven't played Call of Duty in ages. I'm going to probably jump in and have a look at this. So it's like, you know, let's see what they have. It's interesting, too, because it really reminds me, especially with the Godzilla Relate, um, with uh, Magic the Gathering. They have done a lot of stuff like this in terms of, like, making cards that are specifically for the fandoms. And it's not really, like you said, not so much about the people who are playing now, but it's to get more people into it, to remind them, hey, we still are making games and we're going to cater to you guys because we want more people in the game. Exactly. You have to make it fresh and exciting. And as I also mentioned to someone, these people have marketing individuals. Do you think they haven't done maybe some research and focus groups to say, you know, maybe this group here may not be too happy about it, uh, but this group over here will give an interest. And I always equate it to the people who complain about the Star Wars films, but buy five tickets ahead of time, you know, for five (laughs) different showings, because, you know, you hear this nonsense about, oh, Call of Duty stinks. It's the same thing every year. And yet every year it keeps selling and selling and selling. And so, (laughs) you know, there you have it. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see where they're going with that. And another interesting thing at this point in time is that we don't know what's really necessarily going on with the convention season and it's kind of going back and forth, going from E3 to a bunch of the different ones. And you and I were talking about how it looks like PAX East might not really be having the big names that we're used to. And that does seem kind of troubling as we're getting closer. Yeah, it, it is interesting because that is uh, going on right now over the weekend. And, you know, it's important to remember this is the first PAX East since 2019, they uh, 2020, excuse me, they did hold it right before everything shut down. Yeah, And it, it's kind of a mixed bag because on one hand, you can sit here and play the game of, I don't see Sony, I don't see Microsoft, I don't see Nintendo, I don't see Capcom, Square Enix, Bethesda, you know, so on and so forth. At the same time, you look at it and you say, okay, compared to where they were for PAX West, which was the return to live shows compared to what they had to PAX East, which was all lower uh, awareness indie games and such. You do see certain companies. I mean, Gearbox is going to be there pushing Tiny Tina. Uh, You do have certain hardware companies uh, that are going to be there. And you're seeing a larger presence in terms of companies that had sat out previous shows are going to be there and are going to be taking part. Now, the big question is going to be, where are we in the world? And that's, the, of course, the so-called gaming experts. Nobody has any idea at this point. <laughs> yeah. We know that E3 isn't going to happen, either online or in person, but the Summer Game Fest and everything like that is going to happen. So naturally, the speculation is going to be, let's look forward to things like Gamescom, Tokyo Game Show, PAX West how many of these big boys are going to start returning to these conventions and how many of them are going to sit out. And then again, the question will be this, uh, you know, it'll resume again next year. And there's a lot of speculation as to has the market changed? Do these, do conventions benefit the smaller companies more than the larger companies and so on and so forth? Cause the larger people can do their own thing. They can control the hype. I've had companies tell me, 
there was so much pressure to make sure you had something to show in June for E3. Yeah. Now that's all out the door. We can do things on our own time, on our own schedule, control cost. And my attitude on that is that's fantastic. But what happens when you have a hundred million dollar game that rolls out and doesn't meet expectations? Are you going to say, well, that marketing was bad. We just misjudged the audience. Or is it going to be a case of, boy, if we had the trade shows to really hype these up and get them in front of the the people right now, we haven't had to the best of my knowledge, a significant high value game misfire, but ask the streaming services, some of whom have seen subscribers drop. I mean, Netflix saw their first massive drop in a while and lost 23% of stock. And what is the number one reason? competition and guess what we don't have a captive audience anymore people are going out and finding things to do maybe we need to make sure that we have something to keep them you know they're not at home basically forced <laughs> to take whatever we give them now yeah exactly and one of the big things too also is that when you're looking at like a pax it's really like it was originally made for the 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 consumers the fans to get their first hands on and it makes it awkward when you know you've got to have the social distancing and the fact that you know not everybody wants to be you know grabbing every other controller that everyone's touching and stuff like that so they've got to navigate all of that as well and like i mean with the trade shows I can kind of understand or even like if uh, they're having their own, you know, sort of convention or at least announcement stuff like, okay, that makes sense in terms of like what you want to do. But you also want to get the players to play the games beforehand because word of mouth hype is super big with that. Exactly. And question, because we've talked about E3 used to be specifically just for the media and the industry, and then they started adding a few thousand people at the, at the public, and that caused a lot of uh, debate, shall we say. And yeah. so, you know, we had people in the media saying, well, it's no longer the event it was because they're catering to the public, and then others say, right, but now it's more accessible and it evolved. And it always comes down to hype. You know, that's what I tell people. One of the biggest advantages shows like San Diego Comic-Con have is that they generate hype and that you cannot put a price tag on. You can put a trailer out on YouTube and say, look, we got all these hundreds of millions of views. But there has been a proven fact that even if you're in a room of two, three, four, five thousand people, the amount of hype they generate by saying, I saw it first, I was there mm-hmm. all over social media, talking it up. You can't replicate that. And, you know, there are so many examples of things that came out that maybe were risky, maybe did not have a lot of hype going in that took advantage of what was offered at these shows and went with it. And that's going to be the key is that is there going to be something at a show like PAX or something that normally would be well below the radar that is going to get people's attention and is going to explode all over social media to the point where companies go, mm, maybe we missed out here. And then I think combined with the fact what happens, like, you know, we, we all talk about Sony sitting out things and I always use this scenario to people. Let's take a look at their VR two thing coming out. This could be a pricey piece of hardware. Now, is this a case where Sony says we're Sony, there's enough demand. We don't need to do this. We can make our own trailer, release it. And the thing's going to sell possibly. Or is it going to be a case where they say, mm, boy, this isn't selling as well as it used to, as we thought it might. Maybe we need to get this out in front of the people because a trailer is only so good. There's something about putting the thing on and seeing it for yourself that will actually. And, you know, 
these are all the questions in an evolving market. Yeah, exactly. And we'll have to see where that goes. And we'll have to see really what happens at PAX East this weekend. And I know that you're going to have the finger on the pulse. All that information is going to be coming out. People need to check it out at Skewed and Reviewed. You can find that at SKNR.net. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you, Gareth von Kallenbach. Now, moving from the video game world and the uh, even in the tabletop world of uh, Magic the Gathering, we need to talk about this tr- uh, this Thor Love and Thunder trailer. I almost called him the Troller, like, <laughs> but I was like Trailer Thor, Thor the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So we've got Taika Waititi coming back, mm-hmm. helming Thor Love and Thunder, which we uh, in the trailer we see we see Thor, we see Thor with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, I don't know how long he's going to be hanging out with them because it seems I don't know what's going on with it at that point in time. It just seems that he's he's found himself a little bit of peace. And uh, some people, uh, Vicky has always talked about Straw Hat Goofy on mm-hmm. TikTok. He has even bore some uh, similarities between uh, Thor giving up the mantle and kind of planting Stormbreaker into the ground with Thanos oh, at the yeah. end of uh, 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 Endgame. When he's just like, you know what? I won. I did my thing. I think Thor kind of came to peace with everything. And then for some reason, uh, which if you know anything about the casting, has a lot to do with uh, Christian Bale's character, Gore the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have to see what gets him back into uh, coming out of his peacefulness to go and fight against uh, the the baddies. And this one has uh, is very, very uh, interesting, too, because at the very last scene of this one, we do see Natalie Portman as Jane Foster wielding Mjolnir, and we don't necessarily know what's going to be going on with that. This has to be a different dimension, right? Uh, no. No. It does not have to be. Okay. Because, I mean, we have been dealing with a lot of the multiverse and the variants and all that thing, so it definitely could be. And it really depends on where they're going to be taking this role. Uh, but in the comic books, um, it was just Jane Foster who was able to wield it. Oh. And so at this point in time, also, like, we don't, like... Thor is done with Mjolnir. He's using Stormbreaker at this point in time. So it stands to reason that it could be, but also at the same point, yeah, it could be It could be a variant. Didn't Mjolnir get destroyed? It didn't get rebuilt, right? They stole it and then returned it. What happened in Ragnarok was Hela uh, destroyed it, like blew it up, yeah. and that's why we had to find uh, Stormbreaker for all the other things. So yeah. Oh, but so, she's wielding, so maybe she, maybe she rebuilt it? Who knows? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, even when they went through all the timey-wimey stuff to get back Mjolnir, it was a different Mjolnir from a different time. Yep. Steve yep. Rogers had to go put it back into the right one. Like, you know, the the convoluted, like, time travel thing that they did with Endgame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll tell you, the, the trailer sold me, though, on the end scene with Chris Pratt and uh, Chris Hemsworth <laughs> together doing the whole staring thing. Dude, like, <laughs> those two together are so funny. And I hear, like, and I think this is, like, in the comics, too, because you kind of, if you're going to be banging around a lot of space, you know, action, mm-hmm. in a sorts, you know, everything Thing, every species has different organs and different stuff going on, right? So an, it would be safe to assume, and I think it's been said, that he's at least pansexual. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's just attracted to what he's attracted to. So I think there's going to be a little bit of that bisexual energy vibe. Because I feel like, I don't, I mean, we know Loki's bi. I don't remember if Thor was in the comics or not. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, But there's, I think a lot of people are either alluding that that might, they might have that tension. I'm not saying that they're going to full on, like, 
make out or do anything like that. But I am here for it because I love that kind of stuff. And we do get a return to new Asgard with Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, uh, looking very um, democratic yeah. in her suit. Like one of those things where maybe not so much um, we're not going to be ruling with goddom, but maybe just uh, everyone gets a chance to say something, maybe a republic, something along those lines. Um as a badass character, I'm like, she's looking powerful, in control, also maybe a little bored. But the other part of me is like, damn, Tessa Thompson looks great in a suit. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Really amazing. So super stoked for that. It is just the teaser trailer, and we'll have to see what they're going to release. I personally thought that they weren't going to release a trailer at all until after Doctor Strange. But it seems that they've been able <laughs> to kind of, you know navigate around whatever they want to hide is going to happen in uh, Multiverse of Madness and keep it uh, uh, just uh, to get us hyped for this one. And this movie's coming out soon. July. Yeah. So, yeah, and people were like, where's the Thor trailer? And I was like, because of Doctor Strange, don't worry. Once we get through Doctor Strange, I think uh, uh, all hell's going to break loose in terms of, like, getting information out there. Definitely. Now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got? What day is it? Friday. And what does that mean? Probably movies. movies. Yes. All right. <laughs> Do we have movies again? Are, uh, we, actually, are we are we out of that weird sort of uh, winter season? Yeah. Of movies, it looks like we are because we are getting nice. an influx of movies that people are actually excited for. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Well, this one I've seen everywhere, and I couldn't tell if it was going to be a movie or a show, direct to streaming, but this is a theaters only one. Okay. And it is actually getting, it is certified fresh, getting well reviewed at 89% so far. What is this? No audience score, but it is called The Northman. Oh, oh yes. I have seen a lot of uh, uh, a lot of promotion for this one. Oh, yeah. It has a really big all-star cast. We have Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Anna Taylor-Joy, Willem Dafoe is also in this. Oh, yeah. It looks... Wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, even Bjork is in this, apparently. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she, she looks like she could fit into this, uh, this role, but rated R... It's uh, Prince Amleth is on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murder- murdered by his uncle who kidnaps the boy's mother. This sounds like a very Shakespearean type play. Or in also, Oh, yeah, I guess that's Shakespeare. I was going to say also The Lion King, but okay. also The Lion King is based on that. There you well. go. <laughs> uh, two decades later, Am- uh, Amleth is now a Viking who is on a mission to save his mother, kill his uncle, and avenge his father. Oh, that sounds badass. That's it, an adventure. I mean, yeah. if you haven't seen the pictures or yeah. the, uh, the trailers and stuff because they've been everywhere, it looks pretty and dude crazy. is ripped. There's a whole lot of volcano. Oh. Yeah. Just look at Bjork's picture, because I'm looking at the promo pictures right now in Rotten Tomatoes. She looks badass. Joe, you know what this reminds me of? What's that? Elden Ring. Oh. <laughs> the adventure to die in a pit. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, I just wonder how, like, how far does he go before he just gets killed and it just says, you die. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, Willem Dafoe looks awesome. Like, wow. he's going to be a, a kook. Yeah. He's this be is eccentric. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, 89%. So if you, this is the kind of movie you're into, definitely go check it out and let us know how you, what you think. Yes. This one I kept forgetting it was coming. I keep thinking like we still have a week or two away until this movie is coming out, but it looks like it's coming out this weekend. What's that? <gasps> the unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh, uh, yes. Nick Cage playing a Cage. version of Nick Cage and uh, Pedro Pascal is in it. You may know him as the uh, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany, Among other things. Tiffany Yo. Haddish is also in this. Neil Patrick oh. Harris. Uh, Lily wow. Sheen. Like there's just a, there's quite a few. Demi Demi Moore. 
Uh, like everyone is playing other people except Nick Cage. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, wow, this is a heck of a group here. And I mean, it's not necessarily a uh, nerdy movie. It it does have a lot of action in it, uh, but it I feel like it's going to be one of like the most talked about movies of the year. And you know what? Yeah. And at that point, I mean, Nick Cage has been in enough geeky things, and he's such mm-hmm. he's one of those actors where you really don't necessarily know what the hell you're going to get. I mean, recently his movies from like Mandy to Pig yes. like have been just strange. So this yeah. really kind of fits in with that. It's I feel it's going to be like a Nick Cage geek movie or just like a movie geek movie like uh, as you're watching this. And if for those who don't know what the movie is basically, it he stars as himself and it's going to be an action comedy movie and he's creatively unfulfilled and face, facing financial ruin, which I think he had some issues uh, in real life taxes. with uh, taxes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But in this fictionalized version of Cage, he must accept a 1 million dollar offer to attend a birthday party of a dangerous super fan played by Pedro Pascal. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when Cage is recruited by the CIA operative Tiffany Haddish and forced to live up to his own legend, channeling his most iconic and beloved on-screen characters in order to save himself and his loved ones. So it basically gets himself into shenanigans with like a drug lord it looks like. Yeah, Pedro's playing the drug lord and it sounds just like I've, se- I've seen some of the reviews that are just saying that it's just like this is a an amazing bromance between these two. So it's going to be like I-, I would say buddy cop but more just like buddy drug dealer actor movie. I don't know. It, it's There's a clip from the trailer that I remember seeing where they're trying to like pretend to be cool and it's like okay just fake laugh and he's like <laughs> like the most uncomfortably forced laugh from Pedro Pascal and that's when I knew I'm like okay this guy, in. this guy can do anything. Like Pedro Pascal can do serious Mandalorian. He's done Game of Thrones. He can be silly. Like we're not going to talk yeah. about Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. Nick Cage really shines when he plays roles that are like weird. Like, and I don't mean like weird offbeat. I mean like roles that are specifically made for him, knowing he's Nick Cage playing Nick Cage, the Nick Cage. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just yeah. super yeah. odd. Where he doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah, where it's like Big Daddy, where he's like, Nick, you're just going to do nothing. You're yeah, just you know? just channel Adam yeah. West and have fun. Adam yeah. West with a little bit of Batman, boom, have fun. Like, I feel like he genuinely wanted to be a superhero. Hero growing up. I mean, we do know he loves Superman to the point he, where he named his son Kal-El. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, you, hey, you want to be a superhero? Have fun. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like the inspiration of, all right, Nick, you're going to be you playing you is just hilarious. This <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, what would you do? And he'd be like, I'd probably overact it. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Like, anytime actors play themselves. It gets pretty awesome. Even Neil Patrick Harris, who played himself in... What Harold it? and Kumar. Harold and Kumar. Oh, yeah. And even if you guys saw... I, I believe I've mentioned it before. It's Always Be My Maybe, which is kind of like a rom-com type. Oh, yeah, with, yeah. It's a Netflix one with Ali Wong and uh, Randall Park, and Keanu Reeves plays himself. Yeah. And he isn't lovable. He's just very eccentric and kind of douchey. But... He's he's hamming it up, and it's a lot of fun. He does a really good job. Nice. So I love seeing these. But that is getting 89%. Wanting a cartoon? Yeah. The bad guys, 87%. Oh, okay. That's the one with like a bunch of bad you know, animals. Like you got a shark, a wolf, a snake, and they're uh, trying to be good. Okay, okay, got okay. Like Mark Marin, Zazie Beetz, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, uh, Craig Robinson. Oh, damn. Like, yeah, a lot of awesome actors. I keep seeing ads for this. I definitely want to check it out, whether it's going to be in theaters or at home. Who knows when I'll get to see it. Right. Uh, But yeah, if you see any of these, please let us know. We would love to hear your opinions and thoughts. And until next time, stay nerdy. 